Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And I invite everyone into our very sacred space today as we open up to hear universal messages from the higher realms, be it the galactic realms, the angelic realms, your higher self. And my guest today is someone who not only is uh, in her lineage and her genes, a psychic medium, but she is also trained in psychic mediumship as well, along with other healing modalities. Catherine Glass is here with us today, and I'm so pleased to welcome her here to this beautiful show and introduce her to all of you. Let's welcome Catherine Glass. Hi, Catherine. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Loren. So glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I love this topic. This is something that each of us have the ability to do. Uh, we can develop those skills. You came in pretty much wired with it. So as we talk about how everyone can do this and tap into it, you're going to offer some messages as well and share with us um, all things metaphysical regarding this topic. What was that like for you? Um, understanding your skills. Here you came into this life with um, a lineage of psychic mediumship. Well, to be honest, um, you know, I was very, very young and uh, my mother would make statements like, oh, you're psychic. And I barely really knew what she meant or what she was saying. And I'd be like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, I think it's a compliment. I'm not sure. But she didn't go into detail about what she was meaning by that other than I would predict what was coming out on the next page of the story. Um, but she took notice because she herself was from a family of truth seekers and her mother was a medium and, you know, read cards and did all that stuff. And so she was no stranger to that world. Um, but honestly, you know, and then my sister died when I was six and I think that opened the veil for me energetically um, along with the in, inborn gifts that I, that I had, 
but truthfully, Loren, my my awareness of my ability really didn't fully come in until I was an adult. I was just naturally throughout my youth and um, coming of age into teens, I was naturally a counselor, a guide, sort of wise for my years, you know, helping my girlfriends work out their fights. Um, I remember counseling one of my mom's college students on our couch. I was 12. She was talking about a breakup she was in, and I was talking with her, and she was like, how, how do you know that? You're only 12, you know? So it was sort of a thing that was happening through me that I wasn't consciously aware of until much later when I became a healer and, and started practicing the work. Mm-hmm. Hindsight is twenty twenty. You were <laughs> well, able it was to validated. See. Yeah, yeah I, I, will, validated. I, I will say. I will say that um, both my parents were astrologers, but my mom did do my chart when I was well on and off throughout my life. But at sixteen, she looked at me and said, "You're going to become known for something really unusual." Oh, that's cool. That's <laughs> and, so uh, cool uh, that your mom yeah. was able to hold that space and introduce you to that. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, I grew up with, you know, the cards around and and Ouija boards in the in the space, not not used a lot. But um, of course, after my sister died, you know, it was it was a long walk with my mom in her grief. And I remember um, being very, you know, soon after my sister passed, my mom was going through her grieving and my, my grandmother was still alive and she was lying there with my mom and I was in the room. It was nighttime. And my my grandmother was sort of channeling my sister's spirit for my mom. Mm. They were having a conversation. She was oh. trying to soothe her. And so I recognize now in hindsight that my my grandmother was using her mediumistic abilities to communicate with the spirit of my sister to help my mom integrate what had happened. Mm. Oh, that's okay. That's So did that really help your mom then? I think, I mean, of course, but how... I mean, all of this is just a sense of peace. And yes. Wonderful. Yes, I think it helped. And what really helped is she told me a story, you know, later as I was older, that about six months after my sister passed, my mom had gone back to work. She was a teacher at the time at UW in, in the state of Washington. She taught um, theater voice. And she was just, I guess, still at the bottom of her barrel of life or whatever. And she said she, she went outside her office and there came down from out of the atmosphere sparkles of uh, multicolored light, kind of kind of like um, Star Trek when they would beam them up and down in the beam of light. She mm-hmm. said, I saw all these sparkles and they took form and it was it was your sister. And oh. um and she said she didn't speak with her mouth. It was telepathic. And she reached her hand out to me, and there was just one word, and she said, reassurance. And she clearly saw that my mom really needed that, and my mom, being who she was, was open to it. See, that's the thing. People who mm-hmm. lose people, they'll say, you know, I can't feel them. I can't find them, and I don't know. But but if if you're open and you're and you're sort of walking that path of recognizing and understanding that you are spirit and spirit is eternal. And if you have that knowledge solid within you, you're more likely perhaps to open yourself maybe to an experience where you have an actual direct communion or connection more easily, let's say. And she clearly needed it very badly. And um, I've heard of people telling me, you know, oh, my grandfather appeared at the end of my bed and then I found out he had died, you know, mm-hmm. so we are wired for the experiences, but we have to be open to them. 
Oh, yes. Okay. So um, this experience with your sister, wow, that's, um, yeah, that that's runs deep. That's a wound. But yet here's the gift in that is that it, it did open you up to that as you saw this happening in your family. Did you ever have any experiences like that yourself with your sister on the other side? You know, that's super interesting to me, that question, because it took a long time, even after I mm. had recognized and acknowledged my my mediumistic um, talent and ability and all that um, and was studying, I still wondered why I didn't. I, actually, that's not true. I did. I did channel my sister once on paper. I wrote it down. I wasn't with my mother. It was much, much later. It was just probably 10 or 12 years ago before my mom passed. And I felt I was trained by then and I felt compelled to reach out and consciously connect with my sister. And I did. And I got a message for her and found out what she was up to over there and what she was doing. And it was very comforting for my mom. But um, but for years, I couldn't feel her around me. And I, I went to train in England at a wonderful uh, college for mediumship called the Arthur Findlay College. And it's like the main hub for for spiritual um, mediumship training. And. Uh, we work with each other in those classes and, and brilliant, brilliant students, brilliant mediums go there. And I was sitting with a with a fellow student exchanging readings and he brought her through. And it was the first time um, I had been aware of her and I was able to ask him, why? Why don't I sense her, feel her around me? She was 12 years older than me, first of all, and she passed when I was six. But he said, you know, you don't feel your right arm all the time throughout the day. It's just with you so close that you're not aware of your right arm on your body. And I was like, oh, that makes sense, you know. They are so close to us sometimes that we're not aware of them. And so, again, later when I was able to make a conscious decision to reach out and, and allow her to come close to me, was I able to get a contact myself and communicate with her. Okay, very good. <clears throat> Interesting. All right, so um, if someone were to want to cultivate that relationship with someone on the other side, let's start there, and then we'll go to the other realms, the higher okay, realms awesome. for information and um, you know sure. higher self-connection. That really is our goal, and our mission here is to just tune into our inner wisdom and that inner knowingness. So if someone wants to, but let's start for the, for the pain because people who can connect with loved ones on the other side to be reassured, like that beautiful message, that word from your sister to your mom, what would you say would be a good way to start or make that contact? Mm. Well, first, I will tell you that if it's a very recent passing and you're in deep grief, it's harder um, because it's like when you're in an airplane and you fly above the cloud cover, that cloud cover is dense, that cloud cover of grief in the human realm. The, mm -hmm. the vibrational frequency of grief is, is low and dense compared to the higher vibrational frequency of spirit. So it's hard for those two to meet easily and well. Um, so... That being said, uh, you can still, sometimes right after a passing, actually, people do have experiences because the veil is thinner 
even though the grief is thicker, the veil is very close because that person has just left the body, you know, within the last say days or weeks. So they often are around and making sure their loved ones are adjusting and okay. And they also are adjusting on their side of things and getting used to not having physical density or physical form. So it can be a time of mutual adjustment needed, but sometimes, you know, there is the ability to just get very quiet for the grieving person and to just open their heart and mind as wide as possible and say, you know, anything, just please let me know you're here. Hug me, reassure me, anything you can do. Maybe put your picture, their picture in front of you and try to calm your emotional state to a more peaceful, quiet place. See, that's the thing. If you're seriously grieving and sobbing, it's harder to let that connection come through. The density of human emotion of, of sadness and pain, although it's healing and important to feel it, it's a, such a different vibration than the high, fine vibration of a hummingbird's wings, which is what spirit is like. Again, it's hard to get to get the radio to tune to the connection easily. Now, sometimes it gets through randomly. Light switches will go on and off, or the song will pop on the radio. My mom, the day she passed, mm. she put on, you know, Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. That was her thing, the violin concerto, or not Ninth Symphony. Anyway, her piece of music, and I knew she made it. You know, okay, I'm here. I made it. You know, but I knew that I knew that was her and it was incredibly reassuring and and beautiful. So the bottom line is people who want to connect with their loved ones, first of all, just accept and trust and have faith that it's possible and you can. Then secondly, don't don't put parameters on what you want them to do at first. Don't say, show me a green jelly bean. You know, don't make it so specific. Just say, I would love a sign from you of some kind a sign in nature perhaps or a phrase in my mind where you'll hear, sense, feel, or know it's their energy or their voice, their presence. Um, and then when they've had some time over there, you can ask for more specifics. I, um, I have a quick story, really short. I was sitting in my yard one New Year's Eve day. I had to do a big event um, for a group channeling for New Year's Eve and um, like a public one. And I was nervous and I hadn't been well that week and I was feeling low and I sat in my yard and I asked all my spirit loved ones to gather around me and give me support and strength. And um, and I said, Mom, you know, could you just send me a bird? And I expected to look around for the next week or month, keep my eyes open for a cardinal or something that may pop up, you know. And mm -hmm. um she did a couple of things right away within seconds, but the, the most p profound, powerful thing was 10 minutes after I asked, I walked back into my home, into my back door off my deck, and there was a live wild bird in my kitchen trying to flap against the window <laughs> to get out. Mm. I couldn't believe it. I mean, here I am. Mm -hmm. I've been doing this for 30 years, and I was floored, you know, like, wow, you know, it really blew my mind that she was able to do that. So sometimes you'll get an amazing situation like that, and sometimes it will be more subtle. But please know that if you don't feel you've received a response, they do hear you, and they are trying to comfort you. Yes. Okay. That is that is good. That's beautiful. What a beautiful story. Oh, mm -hmm. and it makes me just think about the multidimensionality of birds as well, or um, yes. the way spirit presents and all of it. Um, I'd like to share an experience, and it relates to dreams. And so 
when people I know have someone who passes over, I always love to check in with them on the dreams that may occur. Isn't yes. that fascinating, the dreams? Um, I've got many stories of dreams, but one that is most important and at the forefront in my life was my stepdad. Uh, my mom and my stepdad left within three months of each other in mm-hmm. 2010. And um, my mom went first by a surprise. My dad went second. Um, I did my, he was a great advers, um, adversary in my life, but mm-hmm. I did my best. I did my best to be there um, the best way that I could show up through all of that. But the point of my story is that in that space after he left, within, ooh, within maybe the first 10 days, it seemed like even sooner than that, I had three dreams of him. They were very vivid. He was um, in his uh, mid-20s. With yeah. no, shirt, no shirt on. <laughs> I see that out, a lot. <laughs> sitting like a stud. He had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Yes. And I, like, climb up to the top of the stairs. We were in my house, my parents' house. And I was shocked. And I said, oh, you're here, because he was in the bedroom, sitting there in this chair. And I was personally shocked he didn't say anything. But just the love. I'm going to cry now, because that's my truth. Just yeah. the love that he emitted was actually so healing that the next two dreams that came completely healed our lifelong relationship. And I was able to see how we signed up for those roles. Yes, yes. And I just (laughs) want to let you know, love, that those are actually not dreams. Those are called visitations. That was a visitation. (laughs) A a dream is, is more of a psychological working it out in the dream time. But those are living, breathing visitations, and they are in real time as your subconscious is more accessible and as you go to sleep and the conscious mind is at rest while you're sleeping and you're in your astral body, it's much easier to meet your loved ones. And I have clients come to me and say, I have been asking for a dream and I'm not getting one. Well, you're not, you don't know for sure. You may have had a visit and don't remember it, you know? Mm. So um, yes, that's beautiful. (laughs) And that was your dad's version of reassurance for you. We are okay. We are healed. You know, I'm in a place to remember and show you our agreement, our soul contract, if you will. What a gift. Beautiful. Yes, what a gift, because at first I was like, hell no, get out of my dream. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it was so healing. Yeah. That happens, too. And I I want to address that topic. I will bring through spirits. Because, you know, a medium can't um, guarantee who's going to come through when when the channel opens up. You're you're there for the person who's with you, and their spirit people are with them. So you're open to anyone who's ever known and cared about or loved this person, even if the relationship was adversarial. So I will sometimes, you know, do a, an event with public demonstration or even a private reading, and they'll say, oh, I don't want to hear from him, you know. And so my service is really to the spirit world to bring through the message. So I will try to gently soothe my client and say, well, let's give them a chance and see what they might have to say. And often they're here for apologies or asking forgiveness or giving an explanation for a higher understanding like your dad did. And what happens when they do that, their soul also gets to evolve to a higher plane and we on earth also get to evolve and heal some of the stuff that our soul's working out. So it's a gift on all sides when that happens. 
Mm. Yes, it was a gift. It was a great healing. Um, and so I know that that's happening to others, and I just love tuning into that. Um, th- we have a question here. What about for people who've passed on for several years now? Is that easier than to make that communication? It can be, I, I like to say, because they're more experienced over there. They, they, they've they learned the ropes, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Often you'll find those of you who are listening who've experienced mediumship and have have sat with a medium giving you messages you may find that you're going in for your recent loss but who comes through first and opens the door the one who's been there the longest because Uh they have the ability to kind of get right to the program you know and open the door and they may just want to say hey I love you I'm here and now here's your mother or your son or whoever you know you're hoping to hear from Okay, very good. Well, we're going to talk about uh, what's a personal session like with you and how that comes through. But these are um, individual for everyone, like you said, because we don't know who comes through. So this is a great way for people to be reassured about uh, their loved ones, who whatever loved ones come through. But isn't it fascinating that you've had other realms? You work with the higher realms and the beautiful information that comes from the beings on those different realms what is your most fascinating gosh expression or being to come through in one of your sessions oh um well one of my favorites i mean it's all beautiful it has been beautiful for me and i'm very fortunate that way but my favorite one is a being called ezra and i i want to say she but they feel more androgynous to me and she, um, I actually had a, a blog talk. I was, I was one of three people on a blog talk show for about three years called Angel Talk Tuesday. Um, it, it was years ago. And I would bring Ezra through pretty much every week. Um, she just sort of appeared. I was channeling some, you know, Uriel and some of the archangels were coming through. But um, mm-hmm. then Ezra kept coming time and time again. And she was from, she is from the Galactic Federation or the Council of Light. They're sort of these beautiful um, higher vibrational upper dimensional beings that are assisting planet earth and watching over the evolution of earth. And so they bring, you know, like Metatron, if you've heard of Metatron and mm-hmm. beings like that, they, they, um, they bring um, wisdom and healing and comfort usually in their messages and also spirit guides, you know, come through and um, sometimes for other people, always when you're reading you're working with the person you're reading's guides as well as your own. It's a whole it's a whole symphony going on <laughs> through the mm-hmm. the conduit which is the channel, you know. So mm-hmm. um it's it's very very sacred and amazing and and wonderful and um when I started to open that dimension of my channel, I was I wasn't ready and it was quite scary. It energetically felt weird. My head felt very fat and my hands felt huge and I felt very uncomfortable because their energy compared to my small vessel wasn't congruent yet. And plus I had some um, trepidation or fear at first, so it was too much and I ended up with a bad headache. Then after some years of training my instrument through mediumship training, um, I was able to be more comfortable and then it started coming through and it, it was fine. Isn't that interesting, the energetic effects on the physical body for those who begin to channel? Wow. Yeah, you have to go back gently, I think, you know. I mean, everyone's different and everyone's constitution is different, but my instrument is is kind of very delicate and sensitive. And 
Um, so you have to work on staying grounded and, you know, get back in your body and like scrub the toilet when you're done or something, you know, <laughs> do the dishes. So, okay. So, all right. That's wonderful. Yeah. Because you're in such that, that higher energy and it really helps to anchor. So, um, so it was scary. Can you go into more of that experience? Because what if you were to think that people are having these experiences but not knowing what's going on, right? So if yeah, you yeah, felt that's like very a, scary for people. Yeah, I've had people come right. and say, what the heck was this? I'm seeing shapes and I feel like there's messages in them, but I don't understand. So that's, right. that's a time to seek out some support. But the first thing I would say is, you know, you're in charge. You're in control. It's not about being possessed or, you know, I mean, there there are dangers to opening your channel. I mean, let's let's be honest. However, it's rare and unlikely that anything, you know, dangerous will, will, will occur. It's more um, about learning to meditate and expand your instrument gently, like lifting weights. When you meditate or in England, in the training at the spiritualist college, they call it sitting in the power and the power of your own spirit and the power of the spiritual dimensions, which include all these levels of the astral, the love, the ancestors and the galactic beings and the angelic beings and the spirit guides. There are many levels and, and layers. So, you know, get clear about what is your intention? Who do you want to attract? If you just kind of sit down, this is why Ouija boards are dangerous, especially for children. Mm -hmm. uh, because children will just sit down and play and be a wide open vessel and mischievous beings can come in and and it's just not clean and clear. So it's not about being fearful, but it's about being wise. You know, you don't start to learn how to rock climb with, you know, Capitan in, in uh, Yosemite. You know, you start mm -hmm. with a small hill. So you sit in meditation and you learn. I prefer to, you know, connect with God, teachers like other human beings who do this work who are reputable and have been, you know, acknowledged as trained and not, you know, too out of their bodies or whatever. And, but, but getting, getting connected with your own vessel. So I had a, a teacher or a friend sitting with me during that scary channeling I was trying to do. And she was channeling this, this group being at the time called Michael, the Michael group. She was channeling Michael energy, which was several energies together and she said, oh, you can do this piece of cake, you know, because she could see that I had the ability. So I sat with her and wanted to try it. But, I, you know, she, it was gentle. And she, as it started coming closer and closer, I started feeling very, very expanded and, and odd. And it was cool for a while. And I got some messages and heard some words. But it, it started to feel out of control for me. And I didn't like that. I hadn't learned yet how to harness the control myself. Mm. Okay, and so that your story just helps us see how you developed it and how we each develop it and getting um, used to the different energies. Okay. Always, yeah, and you can always, like when I started, I, I, I was opening, and I opened really fast, and I, I clairaudient is my strongest, um, mm -hmm. you know, clair, so I, I hear right away. So like one time I heard, you know, I was kind of opening, and I kept hearing this voice, and I said, well, who are you? And it said, Steve. You know, like, Steve, you know, well, are you a guide? Not really. Like, I would hear these random weird answers. And I, I was like, please step back. I, I don't know who you are, and I'm not comfortable. And they did. Thank goodness, you know, they respected my space. So I wasn't sure if that was a spirit guide or was it a random spirit who just saw an opening and wanted to communicate. 
it's good to know, you know, your own guides, your own team, and you don't need to know specifically what are their names, what do they look like, but more a knowing that your beloved protectors that walk with you from the moment you're born to the moment you leave this earth are with you in place to assist you, to guide you on your mission in this lifetime, what your soul is here to work on. And you can start communicating with them. And you can just say, look, I'm going to pretend and assume that you're real for now until I really believe, let's say, just doing hypothetical here. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if that's the case, you know, I ask for the highest truth of my best protection and, and light beings that walk with me to make yourselves known to me gently with ease and grace in a way that feels safe and comfortable for me. I invite you in. Now, they will never assault you without being invited. And and when you do get, you know, the random person who says, I'm having these weird visions or dreams happen, there is a knock at your door or an encouragement to nudge you into opening because somewhere your soul signed up for that, but you've forgotten. So they're trying to keep you on your path by giving you a nudge. So if you get that nudge and you're having experiences, sit down in a beautiful, comfortable space, a chair or the floor and get quiet or in nature and say, okay, spirit guides, I'm ready to get some more information about what's happening with me. Can you please expand upon it? So that's permission, right? You're giving permission. Mm-hmm. And then you keep a pad next to you and you may hear words, so write them down. You may get images or visions, write those down. And just keep breathing and trust what you get and don't interrupt it. It may be like, go to the waterfall. And you're like, what does that mean? And then you see a purple triangle. Well, what does that mean? So you ask, what is the purple triangle? And you keep delving deeper and deeper till you get explanation. Great. Okay, everyone. You have just been given some beautiful tips from Catherine on how you can really start communicating with your guides. And so as we do this, we build that muscle. Um, I've heard even people say, go to the same place or do it at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And why is that? Because your own auric field, your energy field builds up an imprint there in that space so that your energy starts to associate that particular space with that imprint. So when you sit down, you access it more quickly. Okay, that favorite spot in nature where we go. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, that explains a lot. And it's also your it. sacred your sacred space. You know, it's your altar. Yeah. But remember, mm-hmm. too, your altar walks with you. So wherever you are, if you're ever in an uncomfortable situation, for example, or maybe you're in danger or you're in an argument and it doesn't feel good, you get for a second, you just go back in and you, and you connect with that altar that is within you, the altar being your sacred space of communion with the divine, with the spiritual realms. My altar walks with me. Feel that. That is beautiful. And that is such peace and presence right here. That is so valuable to remember and behold in our world today. Yes, when you're feeling unsafe or frightened Mm -hmm. even of this corona thing going on, no matter what happens, you are safe because your soul is eternal. If your body were to die tomorrow, God forbid, you're going to be okay. I know it sounds weird and harsh and direct and blunt, but that's the truth. If you can connect with that level of your 
sacred altar connection to your eternal nature, mm-hmm. you won't feel so frightened and so anxious because mm-hmm. you'll trust I'm okay no matter what. That is beautiful. And so when let's move to the higher self now because this okay. is really where people, that connection, when we hear the voice of the higher self, have you heard your higher self? What was that like for you? Oh, many times. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, it's a it's a no-nonsense voice, right? Yes. Yeah, it's-, yeah. it's very um, affirming and very confident and very loving, um, but firm, uh, without doubt. It never second guesses its messages. You know, like, you know you're here to do this or you're totally capable to handle this or yes he is fine he will be okay you know come out of your your fear space or your mind your illusion and step into what the truth is it's just like instant knowing it's like a gut feeling and for me it's connected with my brain and clear audience yes that's where every person is moving. I know people are at different levels with that, so I always love to check in with you to see how you hear it. Um, so it helps others hear that own voice within. I Your know voice people... will never criticize you. It will never put you uh-huh. down. It will never make you feel like you're not worthy. <laughs> that is not the truth. And when you hear those voices, either it's your own ego, that's your own wounded self. So you might need to check in with your inner child and say, how old are you? am I right now? I'm six. Oh, okay, sweetheart. I got you. You're remembering when you were bullied or whatever. But it can also be an energy that's just digging on you feeling down about yourself. So you need to say, you know what? You're not the truth and you're not of the light. Be gone now. That which is not of the light, be gone now. You're not the truth. I am a divine, holy woman, a divine, holy man. I am a divine, holy child. And I walk in the light. That's my dog. Sorry. Your dog? No, he was going, that's right, sister. Uh huh. He's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he totally anchored that and sent it home. That's yeah. empowering. Okay. This is our sovereignty. So that's important to remember. As you um, had different energetics and energies coming into your space and beings coming into your space, you would question and you would say, who are you? Or who are you? Back. Yeah, mm-hmm. what what are you here for? And definitely if if you're working with mediumship specifically around loved ones who've passed for someone and they're giving you physical sensations of how they passed because they want to convey their message, they're not trying to harm you ever. They're only coming from love. But they want to be clear. So you might feel too strongly the suffocation in the chest or the pain from the knife wound and you can say, Please step back, I've got it. And they will, they okay. will respect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we are going to open up the space now. Catherine, I would love for you, uh, in our world right now, as we were chatting before we began this show, um, you know, doing this inner work and looking at the triggers that keep us from our bliss is really what's on high right now. And so wouldn't it be wonderful to have some information from the galactics? Sure. And if people who are listening to this show right now have a question, please send it in. If you have a question on what's happening on our earth that you would like for a universal message for all of us, please do. In uh, When we're done with this, Catherine, 
may take a quick moment and answer specific questions, not too deeply because that's it's not a personal session, but she can give you a little bit of information that may bring some ease and peace without going too deeply in it. But I'm going to ask those who have a question, and I'm feeling and sensing right now because we were talking this about this today. Here we are in, I think it's week six or seven <laughs> in this changed new world that we are in. Um, it's an empowering time. Creator energies are very powerful and accelerated and amplified. Yet we can, we have to catch ourselves from sinking into uh, distraction and lower vibrations, or to at least um, allow what we're feeling to come up and out. And I would just love for any information from the higher realms, the angelics, uh, on that. As well as, the, I often wonder what the galactics must think of us. What's going on <laughs> right now? I mean, oh, we so want that connection, and are we closer to that? So that's what I'm feeling from our collective. Um, and so I want to just give you the space to. Sure, offer. sure. Mm-hmm. I can I can just tune in and take a breath or two and just let. Um, I'm going to ask that Ezra start speaking. That I already have the words coming. So, <sighs> thank you, thank you, beloved. To answer your question, how we feel, how does the galactic view humans on Earth? We love you. We love you. We love you. We have great respect and concern for your welfare and well-being and we have been working with you for eons both on an energetic level a consciousness level a spiritual what you would call spiritual level vibrational level adjusting your antenna shall we say over periods of time to fine-tune and encourage your own evolution Do not confuse this with control. It is never, ever about control, for you are beings of free will. We come only to assist and help to heal and evolve beautiful Earth. You are the show in the galaxies at this time and have been for a very long time. So much potential is on this gorgeous, glorious planet of yours. And it is the plane of emotion and humans can feel and learn and grow very quickly through the ability to feel pain and to feel joy and to feel all the myriad emotions of the human spectrum. The trick is not to get stuck in any one, but to understand they are also simply frequencies that shift and change like the wind or the waves. And as you learn to understand and harness your own power within, your own light, which is always information because light is information, you came into your incarnation with all of that light already there. When you can awaken enough to remember and access your inner light, your information, then are you able to relax and surrender and surf a bit more and ride the waves of your experience in the human collective on planet Earth 
while also encompassing the higher frequencies of who you are as light beings. Beautiful message. Thank you for sharing the upliftment. She also is wanting to talk about, um, hang on, let me get this right. She's laughing a little. It's more like, um, you know, she's saying hurry, worry, scurry, scurry. She mm-hmm. says, isn't, isn't it interesting how for years and years you were running and running and hurrying and scurrying and worrying most of the time. Now you've been given a gift to stop and rest and be still and quiet down. And yet in your inner mind, you are still hurry, hurry, scurry, scurry, worry, worry. So this is a time she's saying to just allow the wisdom of your own being to flow through you. Yes, you will feel angry. Yes, you will feel tears. Yes, you will feel fear. But see it for what it is. It's passing through. And then remember who you are. Also, you are divine being. You are expansive and very large beyond the limitations of your human form. Sit deeply in that truth and feel the joy and the delight of that frequency, however you can allow it into your own experience. And you will stop the hurry-scurry internally, which is fearful and running around looking for what to do to distract myself from this bad feeling and this fear. No, no, beloved, sit with it. Let it run its course through you, all the while witnessing and knowing that there is a higher part of the self who can also assist you in taking that frequency and allowing it space to move out and making more room for your more expanded self. Do you understand? Yes, making more room for our expanded self. So, Let's and there's some questions that come up as um I hope that helps to answer this question I'm going to ask for someone in our audience that that this relates to those who are in our lives, whether it's teenagers, spouses, family members, friends, loved ones, who we would like um how do we help them see the truth? of what's going on, or maybe we should say, should we be concerned with them seeing the truth of what's going on? Well, first of all, everyone has their own right and their own sovereignty to know or their right to not know. Each soul is on its own trajectory, a spiral of evolution, if you will, and a spiral can look like it's going back and downward when it's really on its path to moving upward. A spiral moves up and then it doubles back and goes down and then goes up to the higher level and doubles back and goes down. And it's not anyone's place to judge where another soul is in their evolution. But all one can do is offer Offer, offer your love, offer your understanding, offer your information if you choose to share. And if it is rejected, don't go into the lower frequency and join them there, fear and anger. Simply pray for them. See them in their highest, highest light of being. See their soul 
as effulgent and a beautiful creation of the divine because all the souls that are wanting to awaken are connecting now telepathically, almost like a hive mind. And it's happening whether you're aware of it or not. It's happening in your dream times. It's happening in your waking hours. And certainly through your internet waves, it's happening. So more trust, less judgment. Mm. That less judgment is key. It will separate you. It creates more separation. Yes, it does. So that's a powerful reminder. Let's not judge. It's easy to look and judge, but this is where neutrality as well is key. So thank you for that. Okay, here is another message. This is from Songs of Light. I struggle with this whole awakening process, as I am sure many are. Sometimes I wonder if it's real or if we are going through collective insanity. Yeah. Can the the galactic beings comment, please? Be patient with yourself. Try to relax, get quiet, and go within and ask to be shown the memory of your agreement before you came to this life, before you came to this planet. And remember to include those incarnations that were off-planet. And remember to include memories of times when you were not incarnated on the earth, but perhaps elsewhere. The fact that you're listening to this and understand the awakening process indicates that you are likely starseed and likely have had many incarnations preparing for this time on the earth to show up as a member of the community of helpers and well-wishers. So only to be patient and remember you are integrating, you are raising your human self to a higher dimensional human into fifth dimension at this time. There are higher dimensions coming over time, but we start moving from fourth to fifth now. So, A lot of it is about having faith and just laughing at your ego human mind as if it's a wayward child or toddler that is a little running around out of control and perhaps you want to rein it in and just gently hold it and say, yes, I know you're frightened, but we are okay. Okay, everyone, laugh at your human ego mind. Uh, Let's walk that way and Think of that way and laugh at it. Well, I love, thank you for that, Ezra. Thank you. The getting quiet and relaxing and being asked or asked to be shown the memory of why we came here. I would love for those who tuned into that in that moment to share because I certainly felt it and I know others are feeling it. Just by hearing you speak those words, we can instantly remember why we came here, why we agreed to come here. I hope everyone, yes, okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What a beautiful message of light and truth. So I've got some questions, um, but this is from the audience. So I want to give you a moment for any other messages that might be, let's see, I 
here's one. When we are awakening in this way and we're feeling this great shift of 2020, can you give your insight of why this had to happen? Some could be sad about the timeline of wearing a face mask, but it feels more like this is a collective timeline that is actually a higher trajectory. Can you speak to that? Absolutely agreed. It is of a higher trajectory. But remember, humans are beings of free will and free choice. So what timeline you choose to create in your reality is your divine right of free choice. Following the path of, I don't want to call fear, following the path of common sense for the human body is absolutely called for and correct because you are not moving quickly enough quite yet to dismiss it altogether and be invincible, so to speak, in the human organism with this virus. However, Everything is thought in fifth dimension and higher, and everything you are thinking and believing, so shall you create. Therefore, allow yourself to be patient and become clearer and clearer about where you are heading. What is your desire? What is your highest desired outcome? Is it a planet of peace and harmony? and love, and light, and conscious awareness, and no more unnecessary killing, and cruelty, and greed? Or is it a planet of materialism, and focus on having more, and more, and more things that will eventually dissolve, and fade away, while your soul is eternally going on forward? Is that the choice you are interested in dancing with? Because you are free will at choice. But what you focus on, you will get. So allow yourself to trust that truth and play with it and give yourself permission to stop waiting for the scary shoe to drop, but more focus on the light and love of who you are in your own lane as the being of creation that you are now in this breath, in this moment. How can you show up fully in the fullest light of your awareness now today to be that love, that gift to this creation? How can I serve now with my being, my energy, my light? Start there. And the fear about the masks and the theories and the stories will start to dissipate. And all you need to worry about is your contribution What are you thinking? How are you carrying your reality out into the world? Because everything you vibrate ripples out to the collective, does it not? And that collective ripples back to you. Where are you hanging out and vibrating? Pay attention and you will cultivate the result of the timeline you wish to achieve. Thank you. So everyone, hopefully you are feeling that in your beingness, in your heart. And just take a moment now 
write down on a sticky note or jot down the reaction that you felt there of how you are showing up, your contribution. Put it in one word, please, and let that be a guidance for you. That is so powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ezra, through Catherine. I love that message. It is really empowering. So and, delighted. Yeah. So delighted. <laughs> she loves Thank to talk. You. Well, Catherine, there's some questions coming for you, and I know that um, okay. while this is just shy of personal readings, that you okay. can still be able to give people um, some comforting words. There are a few cool. questions here that I want to get to. People, they miss their loved ones. Yes, here, Maria, Maria says, can you ask Catherine if there's any message from my parents on the other side? My parents, I miss them. Yes, absolutely. We will all be together again is one thing that's coming through. Um, they're talking about sending you signs through nature, loving signs, perhaps butterfly or um, ladybug or something of this nature. Um, they're saying pay attention and let us know when you receive it. We love to know that you got it, <laughs> that we got through. And don't be disappointed, darling, and don't be sad. We are all around you. You are in the natural progression of your own life, and it is unfolding as it should. Because our souls are intertwined by shared missions and unfinished business, we are destined to meet again. And for now, they're saying they'll be with you in their non-physical form, acting as guides and loving companions to you. They're not completely, you know, self-realized. They're not Buddha or angels or God yet or whatever, but they can lend their support and strength to help and protect you. And they're mentioning children. If there's any children to be mentioned, they're saying the children, loving the children. Mm. Oh, Maria, I hope that that brings you peace and you are welcome to comment in that Q&A box and share any comments as well about that message. Yeah, feedback, validation feedback. is always helpful. Yeah, yeah about children. It just keeps it clear. Yeah, if, if that rings a resonant with you, let us know that. Okay. Um, then Deborah. Deborah has a question. I miss my mom so very much. I think she visits me. Can you check to see if she has a message? Mom says, I made you strong like me at the core, at the very core of your being. We are connected as souls. And I gave you the strength you need to carry on in this life like I had in my inner being, which I am now more aware of from this side. And she's saying as a soul, she can be in several places at once. So when you feel like she's not around you, she actually is. And she's also with maybe your brother or other family members that she's caring about. And I'm hearing your father, your father, your father. So either your father is beside her or still with you. Okay. Thank you, Deborah. Again, you're welcome to comment back as well. Okay. Uh, and Christy, Christy says, I wonder, I would love to hear if my higher self 
has a message. Christy. Oh, uh, have faith in your dreams. Trust trust your dreams and trust the, the small inklings that you get and you see, keep and, and tend to ignore. Feels like you've been working at something for quite some time and it's sort of taken a side path next to the other one that you're on and you hop back and forth between the two and your higher self wants to reassure you that you must stay the course, but you have to have the courage to get on the course all the way whatever that is, that you are guided and you're strong enough to go through um, these difficult challenges you're having. But remember also the times where you have had victory. Don't dismiss the victories you have experienced up to this point because those are valid as well, not only the times you've missed the mark. Okay. All right, Christy, we hope that helps you as well okay and we have we'll take one caller we're going to go to colette hello colette hello colette oh you have we have Hi. double feedback double... <laughs> turn down your thing <laughs> i did hello Hi. i unplugged it actually wow i just was surprised that's all <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's so funny because I, I was formulating the question, should I be picked, just as you said that. I haven't finished formulating, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's okay. This one's for everybody. Um, I, um, you know, you, I listen to all these wonderful healers and, and, and all you wonderful guests and all that. And um, uh, working on my intuition, intuitive, I, I'm pretty good. I'm really good. But, yeah, um, you're super I, bubbly, too. You have a lot of high, bright energy. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, yeah, I'm actually enjoying this time. You know, yeah, maybe I don't have any clients or bringing them in income or anything You will, right now, you but, will. You know, Champagne bubbles. Go okay. Ahead. <laughs> good, good, good. So my question is, this is my opportunity. Um, you know, I love all you guys. Laura, Lauren, you and everyone is just so helpful because I get to really listen and really develop more and just be with me and all this stuff. So anyhow, um you know, but you do hear different varieties of of of, of developing. So um, I do find the best for me is to be grounded, but grounded in my body. And um, I don't really, yeah. Um, yeah, I can access the, but I really, really, as a reflexologist, I just like to be grounded. I, I think feet, you know, get into my rooted, my rooted, my my feet as well as the rest of it, you know. Um, so I'm not lighting off somewhere. <laughs> Very important. And then all, My teacher used to say, yes. don't be crazy psychics. Be in your body. If you want to manifest I on do. this planet, you have to be embodied. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And then I, and then I will place my hands on my, on my stomach, so be in my, you know, because we feel things from the gut, you know. So this is why I'm asking the question. I'm asking the question is because I do, I do do that muscle testing with my body. I do listen to my gut. Sometimes I'll hear a voice and. Uh, you know, I hear a word will come in, like my own, like my own voice, not someone else. Some outside. Yes, it thing. sounds like um, your reading comprehension voice. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That that helps. And um, so um, uh, that's good because I wanted to ask um, because some recently someone, some wonderful prep healer person, was practitioner, what was just saying it wasn't didn't don't you know if you hear voices that's. Just don't listen to it or whatever. I'm not going to say what's the way she said it, but I'm just saying that 
she seems to think that that we should shouldn't listen to outside voices they could be jaded or something so i don't really that's get why that you so have much. to inquire who are you why are you here are you, are you from the light are you here for my highest good you will mm-hmm. get a sense of knowing in your body colette with you you will feel it in your body and you say mm-hmm. no thank you gone, if it doesn't feel good yeah yeah and but the got got me thinking because when i was younger i used to um, I'd hear like I would like really wake up from this thundering voice, and I and I always thought it was like my grandfather. <laughs> probably was. If that's what you felt, yeah. it probably was. You guys, it's yeah. simpler than we all make it. It's about trusting what you get. That's the first lesson a, a medium has to learn: is trust what you get and put it out there. But also do your due diligence of sitting quietly and getting powerful in your own energy and expanding and uh-huh. learning what that what your communion with spirit and your higher voice feels like, so that you do learn to trust it. It's like lifting weights. So just before this all started, I was take, just started taking mediumship classes because you know I mean I belong to spiritual church and I used to do that a lot before yeah. we had these what we have going now, um, but. Um, I uh, so I was taking these meetings for classes. I just got to uh, we were just starting to practice with each other when this whole thing happened. So they so now I'm not doing that right now. But um, I was just was saying that I really want to to um, I don't want to just I just want to develop more. And, I'm, and I guess my question to you is 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 yes, I do listen to it, but there's so much I could offer once I develop more, like animal communication and all that kind of stuff. So do I? Uh, Maybe you can help me with um, the fact that I have all this excitement of wanting to do it all, but not wanting to <laughs> wanting to kind of just like you know blend or or um, or just focus. What do you think? Focus on uh, one or or blend yes. it or, well, or well, just just speaking with you. Um, it's very good for you to stay grounded. I think you know we we yeah. teach we teach that which we most need to learn ourselves. So you doing reflexology uh, is spirit's gift to you to help you get grounded because you have a very fast yeah. mind which can work in your favor. But if it's not trained, it can drive you in many directions that are unclear. So learn how to focus what you want to say, make a stream of consciousness in yeah. the words you want to get across, and then you won't. Mm-hmm scatter in so many directions also you just you just have the excitement and the impatience of the cart before the horse it's like you want to get ahead of your horses <laughs> I, I really get that I was like that too yeah so it's yeah. patience and there are going to be days where you go to mediumship class and, huh? you, and you feel like it's crap and you fell on your face and blah 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 and then there'll be days when you're flying in the clouds because it's so beautiful so it's a journey well, and yeah. it's a spiritual journey and it's a human journey mm-hmm. and you just have to pick one and, and stay with it and polish it and hone it. And then gradually the other gifts will join. And then you get to pick and discern what session am I giving today? Today is mediumship. Today is Reiki. Today is counseling. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yes. Okay. Yeah. I guess I, um, well, I just drank a lot of kombucha because I needed it for my, for my energy uh, today. I wasn't feeling so great. So I do talk fast when I have a little bit of that kind of, caffeine in me but um yeah i appreciate all that see that's a very helpful because i think a lot of us kind of feel our different gifts and then one day we do feel more tend towards one direction than the other exactly so, yeah. spirit will show yeah. you you'll be guided thank you colette thank you both of you thank you thank you thank you thank you colette 
Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, Catherine, you you hold workshops, and and we can talk about this offline. But uh, people want to learn this, and so we'll we'll get together and and do a mastery empowerment course with you. Wonderful. And, yeah. Explain more of that. That's really very cool um, because we love um, all these tools that just help us develop. But I want to talk about your personal session now. You are offering 60-minute sessions. So tell us what happens in these 60-minute sessions because that's a lot of time for people to connect with a lot of different information. How do people work with that? I mean, do they come with intentions or what happens? Well, when they when they book a session with me, they connect with uh, my assistant and she will schedule them. Um, and in that connection, she will send a big email with all the different types of services I offer, and they'll discern through a questionnaire what type of reading they're looking for or healing session. I do remote healing. I do in-person healing. I do combination psychic reading and healing. I do a strict psychic reading, which is 60 minutes. Um, the combo reading of mediumship and psychic is 75 minutes. That's a different session. Um, but straight mediumship or straight psychic um, are the two, basically the two one-hour sessions I offer. I used to give half hours. I don't any longer because it's never enough time. Um, it, I always ended up going over anyway. So rather than to have my mind set for 30 minutes and feel depleted because I kept going over. I just made 60 minute sessions, the rule and a psychic reading is all about you and your life and people in your life and whatever crossroads or directions you're trying to look at. And a mediumship is simply about connecting with loved ones on the other side or spirit guides or angelic messages that are needed to be uh, given to you at the time. And yes, come with your set of questions. Absolutely have clarity that helps move things along in a very clear and direct way. And um, it usually flies by. Yes, usually flies by. Lots of healing work that goes on or, or just that yes. peace of mind as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. A reading should feel, feel healing. When you leave a reader's office, you should definitely feel more healed. Yes, absolutely. So we want you, if you're listening and this resonates with you, Catherine is here as a guide to connect you with those messages and that information and help you decipher that information. As you do this, you will begin to recognize truth on whole new other ways and able to decipher that information more and more. So Catherine's special offer is available for you, and we wish you great uh, joy and peace and harmony from the information that you will gain from a personal session with Catherine. Thank you so much for that, Catherine. Uh, you have a link to that on the special offer button that is on this page or in the description box. Thank you very much for offering that for our audience. You're welcome. My pleasure. Yay. All <laughs> right. So book yourself a personal session. Take a great treat and a gift for yourself and go inward. This is a beautiful time and a beautiful opportunity for that. And I want to thank you, Catherine, for being here, inspiring people, connecting them with this information. It You're is welcome. New, yes. It's a new earth and it's... Uh, we're here. We're here for it. And, and we just want to remind people not to get distracted, but to keep the eye on the prize. 
Yes, and I, I do want to mention also there's a, a free meditation, I believe, being offered that I've channeled um, in, in the, in the yes. package. And so that will help you focus. It's, it's, a, it's called the Rainbow Bridge Meditation, but it's really to connect you with your life's purpose and that higher self-connection you're wanting. It's a daily exercise, and it's a beautiful guided meditation that I channeled. And it's um, available to you there free, and it's also in a book called 111 Morning Meditations. So feel free to uh, take that as your gift and enjoy it. Beautiful. Thank you. That's a, uh, the rainbow bridge to your higher self. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This information, this is really how we bring forth new earth in this connection. And isn't it beautiful that we get to relax and access the information Exactly. And this is our world. So relax, everyone. Take a <laughs> chill pill, as we've heard. That's one way to talk to your teenagers. <laughs> Absolutely. <Okay>. <laughs> Catherine, as we close our circle today, I want to give you a moment to share anything that maybe we didn't get to talk about that you might think is uh, helpful for these times. Oh, boy. Well, get out in nature. Connect yeah. with the earth, especially on the East Coast where the weather is getting nicer slowly. Um, spend time alone and breathe in clean, fresh air. Quiet your mind. Get off your uh, electronics for a period each day. Trust, um, trust the unfoldment of your journey. You signed up to be here for this event. And know that it's important to not give in to and hang out in fear. It's important to witness yourself go there and then gently coax yourself back to the higher truth. Look up at the sky, listen to the birds, look at the trees, love nature, love the divine, and know that the divine loves you and you are safe. You are absolutely safe. And with that, take a big breath and breathe into it. And remember why it is you agreed to come here. Catherine, that was beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this quantum conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored. Thank you. We'll talk soon and we'll have you back for more conversation and empowerment. Thank you. Great. I look forward to it. Bye-bye. Awesome. Bye. <laughs> so now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart, and we do that with a little fun. So hold this feeling of love in your heart, why you came, and remember who you truly are. Namaste.
conversation. And thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste.
The conference is now completed. Goodbye.